Hey, welcome to Two Shot Tuesday with Jason and Barry. This week we sample a brand new whiskey. Plus, we talk Star Wars, we talk Star Trek, we talk wrestling, movies, movie directors, you know, all the stuff we're known for. Welcome to Two Shot Tuesday, the only podcast on the internet where you can find two guys talking about things they enjoy. My name's Jason, and <laughs> with me, Barry. Jay, thank you very much. That's an amazing fact and one that yeah. I wasn't aware of until just now. Yeah, I wouldn't dig too deep into it, but if you okay. take it at face value and just assume that it's the only podcast with two guys talking about things they enjoy, I, I think you can believe it. Yeah. On a, on a Tuesday night with shots. I should mention that too, because that really puts us in a category all to our own. Totally. And also probably the only like gay straight duo where both living in the annex and Fort York. So that makes us even wow. more unique, doesn't it, eh? You know Holy what? It gets shit. more and more specific every time, yeah. It's amazing. And I, I invite our listeners to look that up, and they're only going to find <laughs> us. <laughs> uh, you know, something that we teased uh, on last week's episode, and we said one of these days we're going to have to try Canadian whiskey, and yes. then wouldn't you know it, we got caught up in the fever. You went and bought one. Uh, <laughs> you sent a picture to me. I bought a bottle. And tonight, for the first time ever, we are going to do a product feature on Canada's own Wisers. Yes. And this is the Wisers special blend. So that's kind of cool. How did yes. you pick that one? Because you picked it. How did, out of all the different Wisers, <laughs> what drew you to the oh, special boy. blend? Um, I think it was the black label mm -hmm. that drew me in. I just assume a black label on a bottle of booze, Jay, has got to be better, right? Because the bottle is very uh, rich looking. Like, and, it, and it, Wisers isn't even the biggest word. Like, it's special blend is big by Wisers. And then there's a picture of whiskey with uh, ice cubes drawn in, hand drawn in. <laughs> we don't know if it's hand, but again, we're giving our <laughs> listeners a lot of homework tonight. Go ahead and look it up and see yeah. if you prove us wrong and send us a text. Okay, well, I mean, without further ado, should we go ahead and have a little sip? And I think we should. We're going to yeah. sip it and we're going to shoot it uh, later, I believe. Uh, yeah. as part of our shots for tonight. Um, I would like to, I've got my bottle still sealed, so I'd like to open it okay. live on the show just to get the full yes. experience. And before I do, as I like to do, is just read the back and get the story of Wisers. I like hearing these stories. Good. Well, here, here it is. <laughs> it's pretty brief, but it's four lines. You don't need more than that when it's a special blend. It says this, proudly made with the same uncompromising attitude for over 160 years, crafted to be smooth and mellow, Special blend is a perfectly balanced whiskey. Say no more. I mean, I'm in. That's I guess delicious. So. I'd like to know what makes it special. Like, is the not special blend an imperfectly balanced whiskey? Probably not, they would say. I think we're going to have the answer. We're going to find out at least some of our questions in just a couple of seconds. I'm opening it. That's the crack of the, of the twist top. I love that cracking noise. Me too. And I'm going to pour it into my glass of just a few ice cubes. When you say few, is that three or is that two? You're right. Uh, three. Let me be very okay. specific. Three. That's cool. But three small ice cubes. Gotcha. I know you're I got... a big, you're a fan of one ice cube. Well, I actually doubled down today. I, I have two uh, normal sized ice cubes in my drink. Mm. But let's just, let's sip it. Let's go for it. Here's to you. Cheers. Cheers. Hmm. It's, there's, uh, um, there's a lot going on there in that there special is. blend. <laughs> that is pretty special. <laughs> I wonder if they left anything out. <laughs> Did it? <laughs> there's a lot of there's a lot of flavors. It's, it's a bold. robust. It, yes. Let's go Let's back. Try here. another one. 
Yeah, they're like there's um I feel like there's a little bit of smoke, a little bit of sweet going on. Um the sweet's hitting me now. It hit me at it the smells smoke. Great. Yeah, you get a you get a, a mouthful of smoke when you first sip it. Yeah. Which I'm not really down with the smoke. I hope this mm-hmm. doesn't have, you know, peat. It may. I guess we'll find out. But it does have a little bit of that smokiness without yeah overpowering yeah Hmm. yeah it's okay i'm gonna give it it's okay right now and we'll see if it grows i think this one might grow on me yep Um, i think that's often the case yeah the more you have yeah you sort of have to kind of wade in yeah a little bit uh this one i'm gonna say is okay it's definitely whiskey it tastes like whiskey (laughs) unmistakably whiskey yep and there's a lot. I think what they did with the special blend is they they took their 160 years of experience and they put a bunch of it right into every sip. So we're going to keep sipping this through the show, and we're going to do our shots. So we can kind of tell you which format is preferred. Yeah. Is that sort of what we're we're trying to do? Yeah, I think so. We we, we want to steer our listeners towards: is this a sipper or is this a shooter? This is a shooter. This might this might excel as a shooter. Actually, I'm thinking. And I'm just going to predict early because Jameson also has a lot, you know, a favorite of mine has a, a lot going yeah. on and I've gotten mm-hmm. used to it, but it took me a little while to get used to it. But as a shot, when it goes down quick, that was a, you know, cause I really started with Jameson when you introduced me and it was shots. And yeah. so I, I sort of learned it that way. This might be like a reverse mm. sipper where you start with the shots and then you move into the sip. Should we go into a first shot since we're talking about wisers and we're we're already building um, it up. Maybe we sure maybe we just lead with that before we even get into any other questions. All right. Yeah. Let's do shot number one. Okay. Shot number one. Here we go. We are shooting the Wiser's special blend. Here's to you. Cheers. Mm. It's a good shot. It is a good shot. There's almost like a kind of a butterscotchy aftertaste. Like there's a bit of that going on. And yes. I think that's really, that's... Nice. I think you're right. I think you're onto something with the fact that this is probably more enjoyable for first timers like ourselves uh, in the shot format. I agree. There's like this little fuzziness that's still on the sides of my tongue that are starting to dissipate. That was really enjoyable. Look at that. I mean, these are the kind of descriptions that our listeners demand. (laughs) We're we're giving it to them. Get yourself a bottle of the Wiser Special Blend. Try it. Not the whole bottle in one sitting. Unless you're, you know, with several friends, which you should not be in a pandemic. <laughs> I'm putting a lot of, uh, a lot of caveats in this. Just grab a bottle, do a yeah. shot, then have your sipper. That's how I'd recommend Wisers. You'll enjoy the special blend each and every time if you start with a shot and then move to the sip. Yeah, I'm going back to the sip to see if you're right. Mm-hmm. He's right. Yes. Yeah. 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 The tongue knows what to do with it now. Absolutely. It needed that kind of shock. It's like when the water's cold. And you're wading into the into the lake or the ocean, and then sometimes you just got to dive straight in, <laughs> get your get body climatized, and then you yeah. can settle on in for as long as you need. So that is what I would recommend. Thank you, Wisers. Maybe if you had a fifth line of copy, you could say, "Great first time shot." <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm going to give you three directors, and I want you to tell me your favorite movie from each director all right rapid fire not rapid fire you you can take some time to think about it okay so number one steven spielberg what's your favorite spielberg film 
he's done so many great ones, especially when I was a kid. I gotta, I guess, go with Raiders of the Lost Ark just because it's such a classic, iconic beginning of that saga. And yep. yeah. Okay, that's cool. Uh, Martin Scorsese. I would say Goodfellas. Go We're syncing up on a lot of Are things. Are we syncing up on these two? We're okay. syncing up on a lot of things. Uh, and then number three is kind of new to the list. Christopher Nolan, who I think is genius level director. He doesn't maybe have the same pedigree as the other two guys, but. Christopher Nolan, I could tell you the one that's, it stuck with me so long and I own it on DVD is Memento. So while I would, it's a toss up with that and Batman Begins because I just thought yeah. that was a really great origin story for Batman. I'm going to go with Memento because it was such a unique one. I was so drawn in and I, I had to see it again. I had to buy the DVD. I revisit it once every, like maybe five years or so, but. It's so good. It's so good. So those are yeah. my three. So if, if I, I, the look on your face says, if I spun the camera around and asked you right. the same, you would either have all three or maybe Nolan might be a bit different. No, no, two out of three. You, you nailed two out of three. And I'm only not saying Raiders for Spielberg. I'm saying another Indiana Jones sequel because it was the first one I ever saw as a kid. And that's the the romp that is the Temple of Doom. Yeah. A lot of people hate it, but I, love I it. loved it. I loved yeah. it. I loved just the pacing and just there's some comedy and there's just the whole thing. You know, and this leads into my next question for you. Hmm. Um, with Indiana Jones 5, you know, been... It's been greenlit. It's probably yeah. going to be out in two years. So I think that's the projected date now. It's been pushed a bunch of times, but in two years now, we're, we're finally going to, need to see what happens. What classic character would you like to see come back for a fifth and final Indiana Jones installment? Oh, I think, um, I can't remember. He wasn't in four, was he? The guy from Sliders who was his buddy. His buddy. Sliders? <laughs> he did the TV uh -huh. show Sliders. Uh, his buddy. He, he was also in all of the Lord of the Rings movies. He was oh, uh, John Ray's Davies. Davies, John yeah. Ray's Davies. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Sala. Sala. The, the, That's the character it. Sala. Yeah. Yeah. I'd like to see Sala come back. Definitely. Yeah. I'd also like to see Short Round because I want to know why he got ditched because he <laughs> he was in the movie like he was like Indy's kid in the yeah. first in uh, well not the, the the first chronological movie which was Temple of Doom. Yeah. And then we don't see him ever again. So did he just leave him in India or said, okay, well, right. I, I, I rescued you off the streets of Shanghai when you were four. Um, and now he's, I mean, in the movie, I think he was probably at least 11 or 12. Yeah. So what, what happens? He's like, you're a man now. Go and <laughs> just do, just go and do you, man. I'm going to go do me. And, uh, you know, maybe we'll sync up again sometime. <laughs> that would be a perfect thing to put into this movie. I think he yeah. should make up he should pop up in it. You got to bring short round back. Maybe he'd be the bad guy because he got abandoned by Indy and he's out for revenge. Oh, that would be a good, he's like, is that, rival. is that the MacGuffin or no? And the MacGuffin is something you need to seek out, right? Like, you know, the Holy no. Grail or, but either way. Okay. Short round. Let's, let's hope he comes back and Sala for Indiana yeah. Jones five. All right, shot number two of the Wiser's special blend. Here we go. Cheers. Cheers. Hey, you know what? Today's kind of a special day. I know that, um, you know, as we covered with our 420 episode a couple weeks ago, we record one week before we release it. So we record on a Tuesday and we release the next Tuesday. Yes. So our listeners are getting this on May 11th, but today is May the 4th. May the 4th 
be with you. A very special day for you and I as Star Wars fans. Mm -hmm. So I was thinking, you know, going to the original trilogy when we were the youngsters, A New Hope, Empire Strikes Back and Return of the Jedi. Mm -hmm. If you could be any character that appeared in that trilogy, if you could have lived their life up until that point, which one would you pick? Hmm. We know about some of them. We know, you know, Ben Kenobi's backstory. We know some, you know, Darth Vader's backstory from the early ones. But, you know, what kind of what, life? What, what kind of life? Do you have, like, <laughs> Luke was kind of boring. Like, if anybody would say Luke, you'd be like, eh, uh, you're a moisture a farmer. farmer. Yeah. yeah. I think I'd probably go with Lando. I think, uh, you know, because Lando was a city guy. He lived in Cloud City. I mean, he was kind of a, a suave dude. And I imagine that he, you know, was successful uh, in... Yeah whatever he wanted to do and yeah. uh, you know the cape you know i mean yeah i don't know maybe it's it's a kind of a bold thing for a man to wear a cape but he pulls it off he does uh so i'm gonna go with lando what I about said you the same exact same lando yeah. yeah it's like he's he's running cloud city before that he's kind of a swindler like han but he didn't seem to get too mixed up in you know as rough situations he kind of like yeah. the high life he's a bit of a playboy Mm-hmm. Lando's Lando would be the way to go. Totally. He he got into the the mischief, but he kept it at arm's length. He didn't get quite. Yeah. You're right. He he didn't get quite as deep into it, and you know, yeah, you know. And related to that, let me just uh, pick up on May the fourth because, as I said, it's May the fourth right now for us. People are listening. If you're listening on the first day, it's May 11th. So I wanted to just acknowledge a couple of national days that are happening on May 11th. Because if you're listening to the podcast, now I don't want you thinking you're, oh, I missed it. So May 11th is Eat What You Want Day and also National Twilight Zone Day. So it's still in the sci-fi category. So wow, yeah, the day that this podcast drops is Eat What You Want Day. So go out, have whatever you want. Now, is that a day that you invented, Jay, or is that an actual day? No, I pulled that off the off the internet. Oh. I Googled national days, and that was okay. one, and so was Twilight Zone Day. Twilight Zone Day. Why? Is that when it originally aired back in the I, day? Or I wish I could say I had gone deeper, maybe on for no us, problem. you know, the actual May 11th, which for us is in the future. Um, we I have time to get the out. answers. Yeah. yeah, we have time to get the answers. <laughs> <laughs> This is good. I like this whole time travel thing that you've introduced. That's right. (laughs) This is great. Do you think that there's any missing national days that we should that we should have that you've ever wondered about? (laughs) Missing? I didn't even know that there were the two that you mentioned. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, uh, there must be so many missing, Jay. You know? I don't know. National Velcro Shoes Day. Yeah. Is that still a thing, Velcro? I don't think so. In the 80s, Velcro was on everything. Who wanted it? It was like we were never gonna tie anything again. Yep. The last Velcro. What was the last Velcro thing that you owned? I know what I owned. What about you? Um, I'm going to say it's a wallet. Yeah, me too. The Velcro <laughs> wallet, dude. That the was Velcro like... wallet. Oh, and then man. after a while, it starts dirty. Yeah, they start sticking and then it starts just peeling the uh, the sewing starts coming out of where the Velcro gets. That's right. Down. And it's usually got some hairs stuck in there as yeah. well. You know, just, you know, through wear and tear. Lint, yeah. pocket lint gets stuck in there too. It's practical, but it's not uh, it's not the prettiest of solutions. It's not sexy, no. No. <laughs> all right. Uh, while we're still on the subject of, of science fiction and sci-fi and all that good stuff mm-hmm. and, and TV, uh, as we know, or maybe not everyone knows, but uh, John DeLancey is reprising his role uh, as Q for the mm-hmm. upcoming Picard season two. 
So my question for you was, what is your all-time favorite Q episode across all Next Generation, Voyager, and Deep Space Nine? Because he was on all of those. Mm -hmm. I would be lying if I didn't say that they've all now sort of bled into some kind of haze. Okay. Um, I think that's the joy of getting older. You could like I could rewatch a lot of the Next Generation episodes and probably get just not remember excited. some of them. Yeah, <laughs> I won't know exactly where they're going, which is I used like, to record them. Yeah, what I know. <laughs> Tasha, no, Tasha. Oh, she's gonna get out of that that black pool of ink. No problem. It's Tasha. <laughs> That's that was a heartbreaking episode, though. It sure was. Skin of Evil, but one of the best ones, like certainly of the the first season, maybe like that was an excellent episode. Yeah, that, yeah. I think um, his name. Oh, Armus. Oh boy, I'm really showing the nerd qualities. Wow. Armus was the slick that killed Tasha. Okay, okay so now back over to you, Jay. Yeah, you're not favorite, forgetting any of them. Favorite, I'm going to turn it over to you. Favorite the, Q episode? I I don't know. Um, maybe when at the end they discovered the Borg, like he took them out. That was a very like the first one, maybe. But Dude, he took them out that far. That there's so much the overlap in this episode. We're going to have to really? cut all you this do? stuff out because it, it's amazing. I was going to say that's that is Q Who from season two, where Q takes the Enterprise you know, yeah. uh, a number of light years away from where they are to meet the Borg early. Yeah, that was that's my favorite one too. Because it, it not only is scratches the Q-Witch, but it also gives you the introduction of probably the best villain yeah. of the Star Trek universe being the Borg. Yeah. In my opinion. Yeah. And probably I, yours. <laughs> I do. I, I agree. And I don't remember if the episode itself was necessarily the best episode, best crafted, but it was just so cool that it foreshadowed that, which with the payoff was... Not till the end of the third season. That's right. Yeah. But he set the all the wheels in motion. Yeah. For that to happen. So yeah, I totally agree. I think Q Who is probably the best one. Season two. From you know, growing up, who was your favorite wrestler uh, yeah. as a kid? My favorite wrestler and favorite wrestling memory. It's a two-parter. So favorite wrestler and favorite wrestling memory that you might have had going to a live event or something like that. My favorite wrestler um, was Brutus Beefcake. Really? Okay. Yeah. I just, I liked his like tights were all like the- Totally. The, the he had the, the leopard skin. He had the royal skin. leopard skin, the purple. Yeah. And then he would, <laughs> and he would change them and then he would start ripping them and he had the fishnetty leopard skin. Yep. Um, and then he turned into the Brutus the Barber Beefcake. And where he give people thing. a haircut after he, he beat them, the haircut. Right? Yeah. And he yeah. was always like so close to getting the intercontinental title. Cause he had all these feuds with the honky tonk man. And I thought, Oh, he's going to win a title. And he never did. But when I first discovered him was when he and Greg, the hammer Valentine were uh, the, not the wrecking crew, but the, I forget the name of their tag team. So Brutus Beefcake is my favorite wrestler and my favorite wrestling memory at the Sudbury arena. We had gone to see the, they were supposed to be on the card the road warriors they oh, weren't nice. there so we all thought we were getting screwed they'd missed their plane or something like that but then i guess they must have just <laughs> arrived at the arena because i don't know why else they would have done this but so they were had it's like this makeup card with just people that had already wrestled that night mm -hmm. and then all of a sudden in the middle of the of the fight the the road warriors come running in in their street clothes and they just turn into it just turns into a big brawl where it would just became this mess of like fighting and they were in the stands and they were, and it was great. And they were all in their street clothes. They in didn't their have, street clothes? Yeah, they didn't wow. have the makeup on. They didn't have any of that on. That's amazing. Yeah. I hope it was them though. I mean, if they weren't wearing the makeup, it was no, it's it could for have sure anybody. Yeah, it was for sure. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. <laughs> but same really question cool. to you. Um, I mean, 
I don't know, uh, traditionalists. I think probably favorite wrestler was uh, was Hogan. I always liked Hogan. Yeah. He, mm-hmm. he was the guy to, to, to like. I mean, yeah. You know, and my my favorite memory was actually seeing Hogan wrestle live one time. My dad had uh, gotten some tickets and we were actually sitting at ringside for the first time. Like it was wow. the only time, first time uh, was at Maple Leaf Gardens and he and Hogan was taking on uh, Kamala, who was mm. known as the Ugandan headhunter, something that would not fly today. And Mr. Yes. Fuji was his manager. Yeah. And uh, yeah, and, uh, Hogan slammed him. And of course, everyone went crazy and he won the he won the match. That was the one and only time I ever got to sit at ringside. It was pretty cool. And you could, you could hear the slapping and like, it was just, you kind of thought in your mind, okay, this is, it's not fake. It's choreographed, but like they really were slapping each other and kind of like throwing each other around. Yeah. And Kamala was a big dude. So, you know, when he grabbed a hold of Hogan and like put him in a bear hug and like, you know, pushed him against the, the turnbuckle and everything, you kind of felt like there was some force going on. It <laughs> yeah, was not just like a couple of guys just, hanging out yeah. <laughs> you know there, there was there was some anger going on they're working yeah yeah they were working exactly yeah I am a real American. Fight for the rights of every man. i i think that's our show i think it is too once again we're right on time every time that's every what time. you get with two shot tuesday you get reliability and you get product recommendations exactly and tonight they got both <laughs> <laughs> they our listeners, yes, our listeners, thank you so much for hanging out. And uh, of course, you can always reach out to us on our text line, 647-486-4848. You can follow us on Twitter and Facebook. And mm-hmm. uh, looking forward to spending time with you next week. Not seeing you, spending time with you. Spending again next time week. with you, yes. Finally then, got it, Jay. And you know what? Between now and then, why don't you go pick up some uh, Wiser Special Blend? Shoot it first, then sip it. That is the magic formula. Yeah. Go and do likewise. Okay. (laughs) See you next week, Jay. See ya.